You're listening to the Multifamily Innovation Show with Patrick Antrim, your source for innovative strategies for multifamily professionals, CEOs, executive leaders, and aspiring leaders that want to drive high-performance results for their property or portfolio. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Um, tell us a little bit about what the product does. Um, some people may have not uh, come across the innovation and what you're working on. Can you give us an overview? Yeah, sure. So uh, our company is called Till. We call our core platform here Flexible Rent. The idea is that uh, rent and uh, the policies in and around rent have been incredibly inflexible uh, since kind of the dawn of time. Uh, and, and we have introduced a platform that's really sits on this incredibly advanced technology and data analytics platform really deeply understanding each individual renter sitting in uh, every one of, of the communities in which we operate. Uh, the, the goal is to improve that rent payments experience. Uh, it is to solve problems that the renter faces in and around payment timing. Uh, we believe, and, and this has been um, kind of cemented by conversations with thousands of, of renters and data from thousands of renters that one of the biggest just general baseline challenges that the, the, the renter customer faces is the inflexibility of rent. It is the biggest expense that likely every renter in America faces. It happens every single month. It is roughly 50% of, of the renter's post-tax net income. And it's due in full at the first of the month. It's due uh, at the point of the month when the average American has the least amount of money in their account. So um, I'd say as a joke often, but it's not really a joke, we as an industry have designed rent to charge the renter's biggest expense at the point in the month when they have the least amount of money. We've tried to make it as hard as possible for our customers to pay us. Uh, so Till steps in and designs customized payment schedules designed to keep on-time renters on time by helping them better budget save and pay for rent, support them if they you know run into uh, a short-term kind of shortfall uh, by uh, helping them pay on time and then design schedules that help uh, latent delinquent renters get caught back up really quickly, really efficiently, all the while creating a better payments experience and, and supplementing and supporting the teams on site and how they work with their residents. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the lease expirations, you look at lenders and, and investors that are taking risks on portfolios and you know, the whole idea was, right, let, let's manage the, the expiration so we don't have a lot of move outs at uh, any given time. And, and in fact, even when we move somebody in midstream in, in a lease, uh, we are prorating them to actually intentionally move that rent payment to the first. Uh, what, what, what impact does that really have, though, on, on cash balances? I know you have the data and you've got the charts to support all that stuff, but uh, what impact does that have on the cash balances? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the the goal of Till is is one I, I hope one day will hit, but in every community where Till is is offered, we'd like to see 100% of rent collected on the first of the month. And, and we can do that by um, having a, a platform of tools which meets each renter when they come to work with Till, it meets them where they are. It helps them stay ahead if they are ahead. It helps them catch up if they are behind. And there's 
uh, you know, tools like credit boosts and things like that to catch them up or fill any short-term gaps. There's not really uh, a one-size-fits-all solution in this space. We have had multiple products over our three-year period, have worked with hundreds of thousands of units, 40, 50,000 renters plus, and there really isn't a one-size-fits-all, but we've proven that we can really get renters caught up really fast that are behind. So when your residents work with us, more and more of your rent is collected on time every month. We're moving uh, on-time collection rates 20, 50 plus percent in just the first couple of months of working with Till. So this is not, this idea of flexibility is often, you know, the response can be, oh, well, what if all my renters pay late? No, it's exactly the opposite. More and more of your rent is collected on time earlier and earlier in the month uh, or, or each month. Um, so, so impact to cash flow is very positive. It's very predictable. Um, the payment success rates of the renters participating with us are are ninety seven percent plus in just the first month of their enrollment, a hundred percent by the third month of their enrollment. So, your cash flow, your collection from your even your most challenged renters gets very very predictable. All of this has really positive uh, effects on your 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 cash planning, uh, your ability to service your expenses, your debt, et cetera. Yeah. So thinking about even, you know, even before the, the shift that we had with managing who gets to pay rent, the enforcement of paying mm-hmm. rent and managing past due balances, this problem has sort of accelerated itself. Uh, maybe it was a challenge we didn't know that we didn't have, right? Um, and so are we really set up, though, to at uh, property levels to not only manage, collect, enforce, structure, document, and, and these types of things of these payment plans that may be uh, in place? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, these were challenges that existed pre-COVID. These are challenges that, you know, are, are real today. And these are challenges that will exist, exist post-COVID. The, you know, as I mentioned, I think, 60 plus percent of Americans have less than $400 in savings. Uh, the, the average renter customer experiences 25% month to month income volatility, um, and they spend 50% of their post-tax net income and rent. That makes it really challenging to budget. It makes it really challenging to save. Um, it, and, it, and it calls for folks to be incredibly diligent and to prioritize rents in their expense hierarchy. That, that's hard. It's hard for me, and I help run a business that does this. Um, so these, these challenges have always existed. I think the reason that till is here is that properties are not set up to efficiently manage the, uh, manage kind of the different renter types, but it all starts with, with understanding the renter in real time and in advance today, the way we work with renters is we manage their collections through things like late fees. Things like eviction filings, which are designed to be sticks to get renters to pay on time. But when they don't work, when the renter misses that payment, they often just exacerbate the chance that that renter falls behind. We, we've seen probably half of delinquent renters in communities where we are active work with us five, six plus times higher rates than the renters are engaging with payment plans offered by properties. So one part of this is uh, having a tool that is designed to support your teams on site and to give the renter something that gives them hope, uh, something that with which they want to engage because it's positive, because it's uh, designed specifically and customized for each renter. 
um, and then support the teams because there are no systems to proactively work with renters. It's all reactive. Once they're late, then we charge a late fee. Once they're late, we ask them if they need a payment plan. And then it's all kind of managed and kept track on spreadsheets and post-it notes. Um, we've built a really, really uh, smart, uh, really technologically advanced data and analytics platform that uh, makes this possible at, at really high scale. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about the conversations you're having in those boardrooms with executives, you know, not only positioning the offer that you have here, sure. but what, what is it that uh, they're concerned about? Uh, you know, maybe this is a new process, a new, a new technology for them. Uh, what are you hearing? Yeah, I think it's, it's very new. And, uh, you know, we, we were the first company in the country to introduce uh, credit for rent. We created in 2018. It's how we formed our business. Uh, we called it our rental loan, uh, where we fronted the money for the renters that qualified. And then they had one, three, six or nine months to pay us back. And we saw a bunch of renters using that product as just a tool for flexibility. It was a really easy sale, right? We walk into a, a property, we say, hey, we'll, we'll give you free money. We'll front it to any renter that, that qualifies um, and we take on the payment risk. There have been a couple companies that have come uh, after us that are, that are offering that. I think that product is getting, uh, is getting more popular. It's a challenging product on its own, but it's, it is designed because that's what the boardroom initially believes that they want to hear. Uh, it, it, it helps some people, but you know, the, the, the fact is renters that are good, uh, not good is not the right word. Renters that can be very predictable, very reliable on-time payers really shouldn't, shouldn't need or shouldn't have credit as their tool to get them a little bit more flexibility. It should be more diligence, really more balanced and committed savings. Uh, renters that are too far behind will never qualify for that product. So as, you, as, as we have these conversations, um, a lot of operators say, well, we, we like getting paid on the first. And we say, we get it. We're going to get you paid on the first in far higher frequency than any other platform that is just a credit product on its own. Um, we've proven that with data. Uh, but we're also building out, uh, continuing to expand the platform uh, through kind of rent savings and budgeting, through credit reporting, so to help renters build their credit score, and all to build this full stack experience that uh, you can't find anywhere else that motivates the renter to, to be a, dil a, a, a diligent uh, saver, to prioritize rent, um, all the while uh, making the the platform as simple, as streamlined, and as easy to use for our uh, owner-operator partners uh, as possible. Um, also uh, helped with uh, system integrations. Again, making this a full streamlined uh, platform that 100% of their renters can use. Um, and and when, we, when we really boil it down and share the data and walk them through, um, there really isn't anything else that that can compare. And and we've. And we've shown that with, with data and, and now, you know, we're really seeing the expansion because of it. Yeah, let, let's talk about that data. I mean, when you think about it, somebody moves in, we do this, all the pre-qual, the employer, all the information on the front end. And then after that, we really don't have any new way to get access to um, 
what may have changed, maybe alternate jobs they have, uh, mm -hmm. Upwork jobs, whatever, whatever else sure. uh, they're getting for income streams. Um, is there something we should be looking at with this data? Yeah, I mean, the, the idea that the W-2 is the sole source of income is just not true anymore. And, and so our system of, of uh, determining, you know, rent to risk, which is a, what you're trying to do when you screen somebody up front, um, it, it needs to evolve, right? Today, we look at a credit score, we look at a pay stub, um, and, and then we frankly, we never look at that information again. We sign a, a one-year contract via a lease with, with the resident, and then we hope that they renew uh, and stay multiple years. But we only ever know what's going on uh, in our customers' financial life once up at the at the very beginning of that relationship, and so that affects uh, you know how we how we set them up in the home, how we work with them, how we risk manage, how we service. Um, it's all again, it's all reactive. So uh, it really is the foundation of our platform uh, through integrations into bank accounts. Uh, through real-time deep cash flow analytics, um, I, you know, we can, I can tell you that um, payroll income is just, it is a meaningful percentage, but it's 60, 70% of incomes these days. Um, you know, we, we've seen, obviously through these integrations, we're seeing it daily, right? And, 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 it, and it really drives at our proactive servicing of the renter to ensure payment success. When, when stimulus hits, there's cash sitting in the account. Renters that haven't paid rent in a couple of months, cash balances are actually pretty big because they haven't been paying their biggest expense. And the timing within the month that W-2 versus Uber versus you know cash inflows hits all really uh, fits into how we work with a renter to make sure that um, the timing of their payments is in the most optimal state to keep rent the priority expense. Which, what I mean by that is, as soon as income hits the account, the money for rent should be coming out and paid to the property or prioritized for the property before it's gone and, and spent somewhere else. That's how we ensure payment success. That's how we get nine to seven to 100% payment success for renters enrolled with us. It's about really deeply understanding each individual renter and their unique cash flow circumstances. Very interesting. What does this look like becoming a new customer in terms of uh, the process, um, training, onboarding? What's it look like day one through the first 90 days? Uh, let me clarify. We're, we're a B2B to C company. So we, we, we have two customers. We have our owner operator and our renter. You asked about training. So I assume you mean the, the, the operator partner, not the renter. Correct. Yeah, that's a great question. So it's a it's a it's a relatively quick setup process. I think to date, my fastest is nine days uh, from initial call to launch. Uh, it, it really is. A, you know, we have a document we sign uh, to memorialize the relationship. We get some some information on on each of the properties. Uh, ideally, we're we're integrated with with a number of the big software systems. More to come. So there's that setup period. And that allows us to, to know, you know, have the data to know what the renter's rent is, what their other charges are, when their variable income hits, um, and, you know, do, do they have a balance, things like that. Uh, so we get that integration piece set up. We, we want to automate as much of the, the renter communication about till as possible. 
it's a today it's a an optional enrollment um and so you know the the we can only help the property as much as as the renters are enrolled so we need to make sure that they they know about us and we try to automate as much of that as possible in in the portals with links on the websites with um with scheduled emails with physical materials sent to the sites and all that uh, and then yeah we, we do some training with the the on-site teams uh around just generally how it works how can we be helpful we really want them to see us as as a champion we, we take we ran a survey with our uh, participating property teams and asked two questions the first was how much time do you normally spend working to collect rent from your late renters the answer was incredibly consistent between one and three hours per week per late renter that includes you know going into yardy and, and looking to see who's late preparing letters walking the properties putting letters out making phone calls all of that and then we asked a second question how much time has till saved you uh doing that and the answers were between 50 and 90 percent of their time that is effort that is it's reactive it is inefficient it's also the part of the job that the teams on site like the least nobody got into that business to be a debt collector they got into that business because it's a people business they want to create really positive relationship with those renters um, and that's what the residents want um, so we spend a lot of we spend that training time and really post-launch time uh, with a full team uh, that that really manages our on-site relationships to make sure that we are empowering them uh, with time to go create those relationships with their renters. So when a when a site team buys in, it's really powerful, and that's how we see our enrollment rates jump. Um, you know, one one more quick quick note on that: we get we get feedback all the time from residents. Uh, those that are really good, reliable on-time payers, the feedback is always, I pay my rent on time and I never hear from my site team. This is your high value, your really good customer. And the teams don't have enough time to spend creating relationships with them. This other side is your kind of habitual late payers say, the only time I ever hear from my property is when I'm late and they're calling for money. So the sites, not because they don't want to, they don't have the time to build those meaningful relationships and the tools to uh, have a dialogue, a positive dialogue around collections. We provide both of those. Yeah, it is interesting, this tension that is created from the customer experience uh, in that collection process. And it's probably one of the most undertrained parts of our business is, you know, how to be effective in, in collecting. I mean, pretty much it's just refer to the lease, enforce the lease and, and, and show up in those ways. Um, pretty fascinating. What, what other, uh, do you want to talk about really the state of collections? I, I know we briefed on some elements, but uh, kind of where we are as an industry, where we're going. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, you know, one of the things I love most about what I do is I probably have five or six conversations a day with big to small, medium-sized owners, third-party managers, operators around the country. Uh, so I've gotten to have lots of those over the past year. And 99.9% .9 of those conversations, I, I always ask the first thing I, in, in each of them, I ask, how are you? 
How's it going? What's going on over the last month, three months, six months, a year? And 99% of the answer is we're doing a whole lot better than we thought we would be doing. So there's this idea that multifamily is resilient. And then as you peel the onion back, it's like, yeah, you know, our delinquency is higher than normal. But, you know, that's so. So I think the statement is born on expectations were really low. Right. And we saw that over the last year. And, uh, you know, I think like this week is one year anniversary since everybody shut their offices down. We had three million units call me in 10 days in uh, the last uh, half of March of last year. And everyone thought like, I mean, I had conversations with Patrick where people didn't think they would collect a dollar of rent. It was amazing. Nobody knew. And so there was a lot of panic over kind of March to May. And then by June, the conversations were, oh, we're doing amazing. Everyone's always going to pay their rent. Because I think we had, you know, by then we'd had a stimulus check. Um, and then, you know, it's waxed and waned a bit. Um, you've seen kind of a barbell curve of, uh, you know, the really kind of the deep workforce. There's been some significant delinquency challenges because, you know, those are the folks, unfortunately, that the, 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 where the, that renter works often can't be done at home. So those jobs have been really heavily affected. The middle, which is that kind of second tier, second ring kind of B plus asset, they've done great. They have been a beneficiary of the out migration from the cities, people looking for a little bit lower price point than they were paying downtown. Those properties have done amazingly well. And then the urban properties, nicer, newer, have, have been challenged as well, more so from a um, an, an occupancy standpoint, but really where those properties have experienced delinquency, you just see the rents are higher. So whole dollar delinquency is really high compared to, to previous, but they're more fighting a an occupancy and a, and a um, you know, a loss in a, a rent levels retreating because there's just more, more availability. So um, I think overall people are, are believing that, you know, multifamily is resilient, but most folks have seen the ability for innovation to help. And I think that our planning on that being a, a mainstay coming out of, of, uh, of this challenging time. Yeah, certainly the reprioritization of what do I pay first uh, has, has been helpful in that. Uh, and I, I would be curious to know what the, the cellular, the mobile phone, AM, uh, you know, Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T, whoever it is consolidating each other today, uh, what their rates of, of delinquency is. Because I know access to um, information and also our home that becomes, you know, the, the thing that we need most, right? So uh, th this has been awesome. Are there any other um, final thoughts you want to leave our viewers with or anything that you want to just kind of help those operators, those executives think about the business differently? Yeah, I mean, look, I think that, that we're in a really exciting time in this industry. There's, there's a lot of, of, of really cool, uh, very innovative businesses that have been created that are growing, some of whom we compete with. Um, and, and, you know, we, we generally uh, really believe that, you know, the ri rising tide raises all, all boats. Uh, 
you guys as operators should be utilizing technology platforms in your properties. You know, we we believe wholeheartedly that the that this that the kind of the relationship between the renter and the and you know we I try to avoid the term landlord as much as possible, but the the operator has been uh, kind of combative for a long time. It has definitely been the power is in the hands of the operator, and one of the north stars here with here at Till is everything we do has to be net positive for the renter. There are probably 99% of the, the, the things that fall into that bucket are also net positive for the property. And there's probably a couple that we could all think about that are not. But by setting your residents up to succeed, you all will make more money. You all will save time uh, operating your properties. You all will have a staff that are much happier in their jobs um, and, and just have a... a holistically improved experience within your communities. So takeaway is I'd love it to be till um, I'd love to speak with everybody that is listening. I, I, you know, Patrick, I don't know what the numbers are in my head. I'm, I'm convinced myself it's thousands and thousands of people are watching us right now. Um, I'd love to speak with all of them, Brady at hellotill.com. But I think look at what's out there and I urge you to really be focused on, on really driving innovation in your communities to create these kind of mutually beneficial outcomes because they really do exist. Hey, that's awesome. It's been great sharing the time with you. And, and those of you, uh, you know, those of you that are tuning in, I mean, you've got uh, a great mind here, great technology. Definitely reach out uh, and, and feel free to tune in and put your notes and how do they can LinkedIn to you. On, we're on LinkedIn too as well. So uh, good. Thank you for being here. Um, appreciate what you're doing and uh, we'll be following your success. Hey, Patrick, I really appreciate you having me and, and uh, thank you for doing what you're doing as well. It's a, it's a great uh, platform here for the industry. So thanks so much. Awesome. All right, man. We'll talk later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the Multifamily Innovation Show. For show notes and other resources, visit multifamilyinnovation.com.